0: thank you for worshiping with us today. We're going to start with Holy Spirit and just invite the presence of the Lord wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening. He's worthy of praise and we have the opportunity to worship him right here, right now.
1: On this awesome Sunday morning we're, we're in uh, January and uh, 2022 and this is just uh, gonna move quickly this this year I already can feel like it's just gonna fly on by but let's squeeze the most out of it we are talking about the, the the wonder of God in the world and the wonder of God in the word and we we've been talking about this topic of the mind the wonder of God of the brain and last week we kind of started this sermon uh, topic and uh, we are moving toward the idea of how God wants to use our brain to uh, connect with him and to control ourselves in a way that is pleasing and honorable to him and so um we are we, we left off on the new creation that sin has infected us. Sin is the virus that has separated us from God, that has messed up our thinking, that has caused us to be corrupt in our in our in our thinking and futile and uh, darkened and all the things that Paul talked about in the passage we looked at last week. But we're gonna go from here because in Jesus, all of that can be erased only in Jesus, he's the only one. And we can start again with a new creation in Christ. We can become new in God. And that's where we left off. A new creation in Jesus. And in Romans chapter 12, look what Paul is going to say. Check this out. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Verse two, check it out. Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Move away from the world. Stop living like the world. Do not let the world press you into its little mold in any way. In any way don't let the world conform you to its little evil pattern mold but he says instead be transformed be transformed by the renewing of your computer of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, if you are not renewed in your mind, if you are not transformed in your mind, if you have not surrendered your life to Christ, then you will never, you will never be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The only way you can do that is if you let God have control of your mind. This is, this is like so important because there are a lot of people just walking around the planet, just oblivious. Oblivious because they have been infected by sin and they don't realize it. We all know that we're messed up and we're broken. We we aren't perfect people. We all know that, most people admit that, we get that. Well, we don't realize that, that that sin, our rebellion is a rebellion to God. So because of that, we're separated from God. So the spirit of God is not living in us. We have the spirit of the world naturally living in us because of sin. Our spirit has become corrupt and therefore our minds are corrupt and therefore our lives are corrupt and we are separated God because of it, from God because of it. So this new creation allows us to be transformed because of God's mercy, because we we offer ourselves. Look, we make a decision. We, we make a, a choice that we're, we don't wanna live our own lives anymore. We wanna give our life to God. We're gonna to surrender to God. So we offer our bodies, look, offer our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, not a dead one on an altar somewhere like a dead animal, but a living, we're gonna live for God and we're gonna stay on the altar of a living sacrifice for God. And we stop conforming to the world And we let God transform our minds through a renewal. By the renewing of your minds. That is a process that God can do with your permission. He's not going to force His self on you, His will on you, or His way on you. But with your permission and your surrender to God, He will renew your mind and make it more like His mind so that we can begin to have the mind of Christ. How incredibly cool is that? Talk about a wonder that we can have the mind of God living and moving in us. Sin is an infectious disease. Sin is an infectious disease, and it is killing every one of us every one of us affecting our mind and our heart and our eternal soul sin affects corrupts the whole computer and everything about us but praise be to God God has given us a vaccination he's given us a vaccination that we all need Whatever you think about the vaccination of COVID and in the world, that's your thing. You do what you think is best for you. That's what you should do. What's best for you and your family. But we are all sinners separated from God. And God has given us a vaccination and his name is Jesus. And when Jesus comes in, he can clean up every sickness and every sin and every disease that is separating us from him, that has corrupted our minds and our hearts and has affected our eternal destination. Only the vaccination of Jesus can do that in our lives. No one else can, nothing else can, no medical, no science, no politician, no thing in the world can do what only Jesus can do in your life. When he comes in, when you invite him to come into your life and begin to work, now, now here's the thing, here's the thing. At Burlington Christian Church, and even for our own lives, we, we've got we should have these core values. I know people don't think about core values for their own personal life all that much, but in a business you might. In the church we do as well, and we believe these things are important for us to live out each day. Prayer, belonging, the Bible, mission, teaching. These five core values that all go into trying to uh, do everything for the glory of God, right? We try to connect people to Jesus. We try to connect people to each other. And these five core values are things we want to be a part of everything that we do. And so what I want to talk about today is one of them is teaching. It's the core value of teaching, the wonder of God and the brain and how teaching affects that wonder that God has created in our skull, in our brains, teaching. Teaching involves our intellect. It involves our thinking, our reasoning, our understanding. It involves the wonder of the brain, that computer that God has placed in our head. And here's the thing. Biblical teaching impacts our brain, but here's the difference. It also impacts the spirit. The spirit in you is impacted by biblical teaching so biblical teaching doesn't just impact our brain with knowledge but it impacts the work of the holy spirit that is alive and working in us check this out the corrupt spirit of the unbeliever a person of the world who has never accepted jesus that spirit in them has become corrupt And that corrupt spirit in them, the worldly spirit that the Bible talks about, is now corrupting their brain. and So they're rebellious toward God. They're darkened in their understanding. They cannot test and approve what God's perfect will is. But a person who is filled with Jesus, who has invited Christ into their life, surrendered to him, filled with him, their brain, that person's brain... Is controlled by God that's the difference that's the difference in the way we live on this earth that's the difference in and what our purposes are in this world that's the difference in our destination is that God is in control of some people but others simply have not given control over him and so they are being controlled by the spirit of the world the power of the flesh and the evil powers in this world that rule. See, the Spirit of God works together with the brain as that traffic controller in our bodies. And it's not just about the brain thinking thoughts. That's a problem with people with with big degrees. They think it's all about their brain. But God has revealed to us in his word that it's it's about the spirit of God living in us that is working together with our brain to help us do what God wants. And without the spirit of God in us, our brain is left to figure it out on its own and it will never because it is corrupt by sin. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4, so I tell you this and I insist on it in the Lord. That's a big statement telling you this, and I insist, you got to listen to this, Paul said, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do. A Gentile is a person outside of Christ, not a Jew, but a Gentile, okay? There's the Jews and the Gentiles back in the day. Gentiles were outside of God. The Jews were at that time children of God by, through Abraham, right? They were the chosen ones. So he's saying, don't live like those outside of God in the futility look of their thinking check out this connection that paul is about to share with us about the brain our thinking the holy spirit of god they are the gentiles outside of god they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of god because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts together doesn't it? having lost all sensitivity they have given themselves over to sensuality as so to it as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed it's just the human condition is not good that however is not the way of life that you learned if you gave your life to Jesus Paul's talking to Christians when you heard about Christ and when you are taught, there's that word again, when you were taught in Jesus, in accordance with the truth that is Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off the old self. No longer live like that, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Paul's just saying it like it is. I'm just saying it like it is, biblically. to to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and in true holiness. Check it out. See what Paul says? He says, we used to live the old way, but now we have become new in Jesus. We used to be futile in our thinking, ignorant, darkened, right? And because of it, we were cut off from God, from life in God. That's the bad news. All those things are true as before we came to know Jesus. Those of those in this world who are still not in Christ, you are cut off from him. You are lost in your sins. You are stuck in the old way of life. Then he says, here's the good news, but we have learned a new way of life in Jesus. We were taught in him according to his truth. We are made new in the, in the attitude of our minds. And we put off... And we put on, he says, a new self. We put on a new self created to be like God. God is wanting to use us to work together with us to help us have this mind that is in Jesus. See, we have been taught a new way. We have been taught a new way. We have been taught a new way in Jesus. A new way where all things are New. Where all things are new in Christ, right? A new way of thinking, a new way of living, a new way of acting. In Acts chapter four, Peter and and John, right at the beginning of the the ministry of the Holy Spirit being poured out on um on the believers back in uh, on the day of Pentecost, and and so Peter and John they healed this crippled man in Acts three, and in Acts chapter four they are brought. They are dragged before the Sanhedrin because the religious leaders did not like the fact that they were healing and speaking about this Jesus who they crucified and thought they did away with. And so they're brought before the Sanhedrin, which is this religious ruling council, and Peter and John uh, speak to them with wisdom and with power and grace and with the Holy Spirit. and and they're listening to Peter and John speak, and they know that Peter and John are just like, they're nobody special. They're not scholars. They're not religious leaders. They're fishermen from some little town up near Galilee. And here's what they say when they hear Peter and John speak. They say these words about them. They say, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and then they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were like astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. There's something that happens when we spend time with Jesus. And Jesus, through his spirit and his word, teach us and we allow the spirit of God to live in us and begin to teach us. It's incredible what God has been done. They realize that these men had been infected by Jesus. That sin has been erased and they are forgiven, but that Jesus now is alive and working in them. I want to go back to the Second Corinthians passage as we wrap this thing up. Paul brings to light some things. How the teaching of Jesus how that controls our lives. And this is really, really important as we think about this. So, so let's take another look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to move through this. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm going to try to get us to think about three things first from God. Think, think about this from, from God's perspective, the power of God, who God is, all knowledge, all knowing. And then when we surrender to, to Jesus, when we give our life to Christ, we're not perfect, but we, we acknowledge that we're not and we give our life to Christ and he, we're immersed into Jesus, forgiven of our sins, and he puts in us his Holy Spirit. So now he replaces the corrupt hard drive of the world with the hard drive of his Holy Spirit in us. He, he comes to live in us. And now we've got the Holy Spirit of God living in us and we've got our brain. So those three things, think about them like a triangle, God, the Holy Spirit, and our brain. Those three things are critical for living a Christian life, for becoming more like Jesus. They are totally critical to understand how it's working, what the Bible says, and then what we can do to help ourselves in this way. Paul says these are the things that God has revealed to us by his Holy Spirit. So so right away, we begin to see the triangle. There's the us There's the Holy Spirit and there's God. And God is revealing information through the Holy Spirit to our brains, to us. Only in a relationship with Jesus. This is not happening to unbelievers. This is not happening for those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life and been forgiven and surrendered to Him. You are not. You are not having this triangular relationship with God until you surrender to Him and admit that you're a sinner and repent of your sin and come to Him on His terms and humble yourself and let Him forgive you of your sin. Then the relationship can begin. And the Holy Spirit will come and live in your heart, in your life, and control begin to control your mind. It's a battle. It's a battle every day. But look what he says. The Spirit, again, that Spirit of God in us, searches everything. It's searching everything. It's not the same as our brain. Okay, it's not. The the Spirit of God is, is from God. And it's not the same as the Word of God, even though the Spirit of God operates in the Word of God. The Word of God is its operating uh, agenda. But the, the God of all creation is also in control of the Spirit. This is really critical. Even the deep things of God. So the Spirit searches everything, even the deep things of God. Spirit's in constant communication with God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? So the spirit of the world in you knows your thoughts. Now the new spirit of God in you knows your thoughts. He's searching everything within you. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God. Nobody knows the thoughts of God. Your brain doesn't know the thoughts of God, but the spirit, the spirit of God in God and the spirit of God in you, now he knows the mind of God and the thoughts of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world. This is different from that spirit. That one was corrupt. But we, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. See, the whole point of the Holy Spirit in your life is so that you'll understand, you'll be taught. You'll be taught by God. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom. It's not about the worldly wisdom and the spirit of the world, but in words taught by the Spirit, that Spirit explaining, helping us understand, spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The Spirit of God is translating from the heart of God Himself in our life, translating that information so that we can grab onto it and understand it. This is how God wants to work in us. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God. You hear that? This is the Bible, I'm not making this up. I'm I'm just sharing with you what the Word of God says about this beautiful relationship that God wants to have and how He wants to control your brain and that He has given us His Holy Spirit to be in that process of controlling each and every one of us for him, for his glory. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned through only through the spirit. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit of God living in you, if you still have the old spirit of the world living in you, then God cannot communicate with you. It's that simple. It's simply that simple. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. So again, that person with the Holy Spirit, for who has known the mind of the Lord as to instruct God? Nobody. But we, we have. We could have the mind of Christ. We can have the mind of Jesus living and working and moving in us. But the only way that will happen is through God and his presence, through the Holy Spirit living in us, beginning to take control of our brain, and then beginning to take control of us. It's, it's surrendering. It's turning over our... Entire self and our brain control system to God. God, take control of all of me. I want to have the mind of Jesus. You know, there's a lot of newfangled cars out there, right? These new cars that that just about drive themselves. I mean, you don't. You sit in a car in a parallel park. It it'll, it'll, it'll it, you know they put it on autopilot, kind of like airplanes in some way. They just kind of, you get up there and they just kind of like fly themselves. And and what it really is about is about removing human error. Think about that. It's about removing, remo- let the computers do it. And we'll, remo- we'll remove the potential that a human would have to mess up because we're mess ups. And these cars, they talk to you, right? Remember back in the day the show, uh, the kick car, remember uh, Michael uh, Knight and the show Knight Rider? And uh, David Hasselhoff was the star of the show. He was Michael Knight, and he would call the car, and the car would come, and he'd tell the car to do things, the car would do just about anything. And that's how these cars are these days, it seems. These new cars have truly a brain of their own. They're computer-generated and computer-animated. Computer does it. You just plug in the information, and it'll do it for you. You start drifting off your lane and it tells you, and it pulls you back into your lane. You you start going too fast and it slows you down or it tells you what the speed speed limit is on that highway. The car in front of you hits their brakes and your car now automatically hits its brakes. You didn't do a thing, it just stopped on its own. These new cars, they have sensors, they have software, navigation, self-driving autopilot vehicles. You may be in the driver's seat, but something else is in charge. You might be in the driver's seat of that car, that really cool, fancy car of yours. But something else is in control of the car. See, for you and for me, for you and for me, as a new creation in Jesus, that. Something else isn't a computer, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of God invited into your life that wants to come in and make his home in you, bring comfort, peace, direction, wisdom, all the things of God into your life. Chase out the old you, get rid of that old spirit out of you and replace it, renew it with the spirit of God in you. As he works in us renewing our minds, he begins to do a deep clean on our minds. He begins to weed out the stuff of our brains. It doesn't need to be there. He begins to help us get our mind in line with the truth of God. He brings the word and the truth of God. Why we It's why we need to be in the word of God so that we can, we can let the spirit of God feed on that as we feed on that, as the spirit of God begins to work Work in us bringing the word of God to life through us warning us prompting us directing us teaching us and giving us understanding and the wisdom of God in our life here's the thing our brain in our hands our brain in our own hands because of the corrupt spirit in us is is a dangerous thing The brain is a dangerous thing. It's corrupt and it's been darkened by the world. It's been infected with sin. But our brain in the hands of God, controlled by the spirit of God, surrendered to the spirit of God, is the mind of Christ taught directly by God through his word, and by the Spirit that is alive and living, in in us, when we surrender and come into a relationship with Jesus, see that is the wonder. That is the wonder of God, in the Word, that God can control and take over our brains if we'll let Him. See, chap. Uh, the year 2022 is is upon us, and I wanna I wanna just encourage you to give your life fully to Jesus. Let him have full control of you. Invite him in. Let his spirit come in and know that his spirit is now going to begin to take over your brain. You, you want, we want God's truth to take over our brain. We want him to control all of us and he's going to do it through this control system called the mind. And when he begins to do that, we begin to have the mind of Christ. And that is a beautiful thing. If you need to talk about any of this, about giving your life to Jesus or whatever, send me a text, send me an email. Let's get together for coffee. I would love to get together with you and just talk about these things. I can't talk about a whole lot of other things, but I can talk about these. And this in my estimation, is the most important discussions that we could ever have together. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday.